The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton, as they just said, and I welcome you for joining us today. We are going to take on a very hard subject, but it is a subject that is not new. And uh, it has been really an eye-opener. You know, most of you uh, that listen to this show, many of you know me personally. It is going out around the world, so I know all of you don't know me personally because I saw the numbers, and it's well over 10,000 now, and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, You can call in to this show. I know that for the most part, many people listen to this show because they're in a different time zone. Uh, They listen to it through archive. If you want to call in, it's one 866 This show and all the other shows that we have recorded are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. That is exploitedcrimes.com. And you can go in there. There's more than 50 hours of free human trafficking training. And it isn't just human trafficking, as you all see today. We're going to talk about hardcore pedophilia. And it is a hard, hard hard subject. Let me just kind of bare my soul to you. Those of you that know me know that since 2011, I have taken on the subject of looking at every human trafficking case, every child pornography case that I can find published, every sextortion, every social media exploitation case that I can find published. Well, with the onset of the of the internet, that's a lot of reading. And uh, I have done this for well over five years now. And now that I have lost my husband, as many of you know, he passed almost six months ago today. That is um, very hard to believe. Anyway, I have dedicated my life to helping others understand this the best that we can. Now, I don't do this for entertainment. I am not interested in entertaining you. I am interested in educating you, and I'm interested in looking at it so I can train first responders to know what to look for. And I can understand maybe how this happens through the the predator, the pedophile, the the perpetrator that's involved in this, what I'm looking for is what can I do to be able to stop it? If we can just stop one pedophile, that means one child or a lot more could be stopped from being harmed. And we also look at it from the standpoint of the victim. And what can we learn about the victim? How can we craft a message so that we can maybe protect our young people so that this does not happen to them. So this is why I've submersed my stuff, myself into this. And it, some, from time to time, I have to just get away. And, uh, and I did that this weekend. And I thank you for your patience. If you're trying to reach me, I am behind as usual, but now I'm farther behind. People say, you got to take off. I did. Now look at me. I'm pedaling as fast as I can. Anyway, let's dive right into this this what the headline for this particular topic is sickos in suits 
I couldn't think of, I, I was going to say slime bags in suits, but I, it's just sickos in suits. These are very sick people that are doing this. And what I, the reason I look at this is to say, what is happening in our society? Who are these people? Why, if we can understand that it's happening, and what can we do differently? And it's a very, very tough subject. So I'm sure that if you're lifting today, you really care and you want to do something about it. Now, before I get started, I'm going to give this number out a couple of times. If you know of any child that is being violated, whether it's through the Internet or just in a home setting, you know, child abuse is going on all over the world. You can report that by calling 1-888-3737-888. That is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and they are a hotline for taking reporting for this kind of thing. So if you know of a child, even if it's not being done on the Internet, even if it's not being done through technology, as you're going to see in these cases, many times is taking place in the home or in the neighborhood or through a family unit or for through someone that's that's out uh, with an adult uh, person. It's usually a male, but it isn't always a male, but it's usually a male. Well, I got started at this because I was on Erskine Overnight Radio yesterday, and, uh, and he brought to my attention this headline that I had been reading myself, and we talked about it. The headline was, 11 U.S. mayors have been accused of child sex-related crimes. And, you know, I mean, you talk about getting your attention. What a headline. Before I dive into that article, what I want to do first, and I believe that I'm late getting my e-card out, so many of you won't even see the uh, announcements on this until after the show. But I did include on that announcement a case that I want to bring to your attention because I want to do a juxtaposition. That's a big word for me. (laughs) Anyway, between cyber sexual exploitation and pedophilia. And um, this has been a real eye-opener as I did my show prep and prepared and looked at all these cases. I've learned quite a bit myself on this. Uh, This particular headline says, uh, four four men sentenced for engaging in child exploitation enterprise. Now, this is strictly a cyber kind of case, and I wanted to bring it to everybody's attention because what is happening here is this is a true sextortion ring. That's going to be a lot different than the pedophilia that I'm about to talk to about with the mayors. And I want you to just kind of draw a line in the middle of a piece of paper. And on one side, we look at sextortion and sexual violation through technology. And the other side, we look at old-fashioned pedophilia, which is what I'm seeing with most of these mayors. And it's been a good journey for me to do this research because somehow I get so caught up in the new technology. I forget that old-fashioned pedophilia is still alive and well. I have heard numbers, and I don't know how they come up with these numbers, but I have heard numbers such as one out of four girls in America have been abused. That seems incredibly high. 
But maybe it's true. I mean, people quote things and they must have some backup. I have no idea. The number was something like one out of eight boys were violated. So you're talking about 25% of our society dealing, growing up with child abuse. And so so it's important that we bring ourselves back away from technology and take a look at old-fashioned pedophilia. But I don't want to walk away from this case that I just gave you, four men sentenced for engaging in child exploitation, because we are seeing a massive epidemic of social media child exploitation, and that's what this is. It was a fascinating case to me because what you had here is one, two, three, four, six uh, predators that had come together. Now, they're from all different states, California, Michigan, Illinois, uh, Las Vegas, and Nebraska. So they're from different states, and they're different ages. The youngest is 31. The oldest is 54, I think. And somehow they found each other on the Internet, and they developed this ring there where they would pretend to be a younger boy. Now, I don't know how a 52-year-old man be pretends to be a younger boy, but the girls that they're luring in are prepubescent. If you don't know what that means, it's they have not gone through puberty. So that's telling me they could be 9, 10, 11, maybe even 12. I don't know. So you have these old guys, older guys, 32 to 54. That's young in my opinion, but anyway, you have them pretending to be teenage boys going on video websites and luring in prepubescent girls by pretending to be a young guy. Now, they were able to talk a lot of these young girls into making sexually explicit video with them. Now, I have a lot of questions about this. Where the hell are the parents, you know? This, these kids are 9, 10, 11, and you're allowing them on a video with a total stranger long enough for them to make a sexual video, a video that can be sent out into a child porn ring. And, you know, a 9, 10, 11-year-old child does not have the uh, wherewithal, the, the cognitive thinking, to let alone the sexual development to understand what they're participating in. So... I wanted to bring it to your attention because this is just crazy the way this is happening in here. They they are going in there meeting these kids. Now, you've often heard me talk about that the hierarchy for a predator is number one, availability, and then vulnerability, and then attractiveness, and then risk. Well, hello, hello. You know, availability and vulnerability, if you're 9, 10, or 11, and you're on a video chat room, you got them all covered, okay, right off the bat. You're a set and duck for being found out there. And so I just want to bring that that case to your attention. This This particular show is not going to be about social media exploitation. It's going to be about hardcore pedophilia. But I did want to back up and bring that case to your attention. Now... This headline started out, and it's an article that is, and it's an excellent article, by the way, put out by Peter DeGedo, D-E-G-E-D-O, and uh, the headline on it is, oh, it's a media citizenry, and I'm, I'm going to see if I can't get him on my shows here where he'd be willing to talk about this. But the headline is 11 mayors accused of child sex abuse since 2000, uh, since uh 
2016, according to the Daily Caller. So we have we have Peter quoting the Daily Caller is what we have here. And I went through every one of these 11 mayors, and I'm going to do that in the rest of the show. And we're going to analyze what actually happened here and understand it so that we can get a feel for why is this happening. Now, I have already done my show, Shapirap, and I'm going to tell you that most of this is hardcore pedophilia. The victims are both male and female. In, in almost every case, there was a sense of entitlement and a sense of not being caught and a sense that just moral depravity. We're up against a hard break, folks. That first segment went so fast. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillocks, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you being willing to follow this and share this show with everyone you know. I especially appreciate the people who go to millionkids.org and donate. We want to provide free human trafficking training to the entire world. And right now we have over 50 hours in a can that can be uh, accessed by 170 countries and we are able to do that because of the wonderful people who 
donate to us across the United States to keep this education going. You can also share this. You can get an embed code and you can put it on your own site. If you have your own podcast and you want to be able to rerun the show on your podcast, we can do that also. Just contact me at Opal at Me and Kids. I want to get right into this because this is 11 mayors and I studied every one of them and they are sickos and suits. The first one that brought this is a uh, mayor of His name right here is Seattle Mayor Ed Murray. He resigned Wednesday. That's this last week. Okay. Uh, Murray is uh, 61, 62 years old. One of the things that you'll find in common here, because I look for commonality and differences and my trying to profile and understand what to look for. Now, in this case, uh, Mr. Murray appears to be uh, homosexual. And it's a fascinating article to me because of the fact that rather than to look at the pedophilia, they're, they're taking it all about homophobia. You know, I I don't care if the victim's a boy or a girl, it is a victim. And I, you know, I'm not going to focus on homophobia when he is violating a child. So Ed Murray here is a very prominent mayor. He is known for his gay rights. He is known for being a self-described social justice Catholic. Um, And so it's interesting, he often talks about his faith here. He had been accused by four men of abusing them decades ago when they were teenagers. I know he's Catholic, but that isn't fair to the Catholic Church. This man is a pedophile. And now he had another uh, individual come forward, I believe it was a nephew, and came forward and said that he also was molested. He says that the investigation has dragged on for months and it was agonizing for those people who had already come forward. So it took five victims to come forward before they advanced this case, okay? They said the survivors were shaken by each new allegation, each new legal maneuver, while wondering what it would take for him to exit. It says stubborn support for Murray among Seattle politicals according to the director of Gender Justice League and herself, a a survivor of child abuse. She mentioned that homophobic stereotypes complicated the situation. There should be no need for a homophobic stereotype to complicate anything. This is child abuse. I don't care. Let me make this correct. Right now, this is alleged child abuse because this person has not been convicted. But he has been investigated, has been charged, and these have been going on for a long time. So that one's that one. He's 62. The next one we're going to look at is uh, Rick Nelson. He was the mayor, Rick Nelson, the mayor of Stillwater, uh, New York. Uh, He has child pornography charges. Uh, five of them. He was never convicted for the previous alleged abuses, which included inappropriate behavior with a five-year-old in 1982 on a school bus that he was driving. So we're going to take a look at this. One of the things that's always fascinating to me about this is how nice these people are. I'm always blown away. There's a video right here talking about it's just hard to believe that this could be true of Rick Nelson because he was such a fine, fine individual. By the way, he had worked as a high school and college 
sports official. You will find that many people who are involved in pedophilia align themselves with children's events, whether it's a school, whether it's a camp, whether it's a a sports activity. Now, in this case, he has uh, served two years, and most of this alleged abuse took place while he was in office. So what happened to uh, Rick here? Police said the investigation began after state troopers in the computer crimes unit learned that an IP address in Stillwater had been used for downloading child pornography. Now, many of you often talk, hear me talk about photo DNA, and he looks like that he was either someone called the hotline, that same hotline, one 888 or else he had been caught in a photo DNA sting. In other words, every email that you all send out in the clear web, every email that goes out is being scammed for the image of a naked and violated child. If they see that, and this is being done by a combination of the FBI, NECMEC, National Center for Missing Exploited Children, and uh, Microsoft, and if they see it, they will send that back to Quantico, Virginia, and they run the IP addresses. And I can guarantee you, if you know of anybody out there that is in child porn, sooner or later, you will be caught. Because while people are using technology to advance this and pass it around the world, law enforcement is using technology to find you. And you will get caught. And you can count on it. And it is just fascinating to me the number of successful individuals that are using child pornography that are involved in it that put it on their company desktop or uh you know, take great chances, but that tells you how addicted they are. In this case, it says, I don't know exactly how many images are on it, but it's on a computer. There's no indication of whether or not anyone was molested on the village property. He was a mayor of, of a town in this particular village. He worked in home repair and landscaping, and he was a high school and college sports official. So I look at this individual. Now, this individual here is also 62. And one of the things that I can't help but wonder when they so many of these people that are when I start to do analysis of child pornography cases that are online, what you see is many of them are 60 to 80 years old. And they're It's a fascinating thing to me because I've heard several experts who say, you know that you're a pedophile by the time that you're 15, that it is something that doesn't pop up on you later in life. However, the fact that I'm fascinated by the fact that so many are 60 to 80 because I think to myself, by that time, they've lost a lot of their sexual prowess. Now, that doesn't keep them from offending, but it's like they prey on younger kids because then they won't get rejected like in a in an adult relationship where you have to do give and take if you are molesting a child you can live in your own little fantasy world and they have less ability to reject you and I do believe that there's a factor there that you're seeing with so many of these people being younger okay the next one that we come across in this article is a fellow by the name of Dwayne Shute now he's also 61. He's a mayor from a little town in Nebraska called Randolph, Nebraska. He repeatedly uh, sexually abused a minor, 
this is alleged again, uh, over a period of four years, beginning when the victim was 13. So the victim's now 17, and most likely the victim is now coming forward. They don't say that in this article, but you can assume that if this has been going on for four years and they're now 17, somebody has begun to talk. He's charged with four counts of sexual assault and one count of child abuse. Why there aren't four counts of child abuse, I don't know. It would seem like to me that sexual assault is child abuse. But anyway, what do I know? Each of these charges is a 3A felony and carries up to three years and um, and a fine. So it's alleged that he had inappropriate contact between himself and this minor child who at the time was 13. They do have evidence that was shared in a phone recording and text messages that describe the inappropriate behaviors. Now, this is a small town mayor out of Nebraska. So we've had we've had people out of New York and then we've had people out of small towns. So um, it's a fascinating thing to me. The next one is Ohio Mayor Richard Keenan. Okay. Now I looked this one guy up. He's 65 years old. He had sex with a four-year-old. Now this guy is one sick bastard. I don't like to swear online, but I don't know how any else to deal with this. You know, this is a true, true pedophile. I have seen, um, I have seen interviews with pedophiles, and this is one that would qualify in that area. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slow down here a minute. We're coming to a break. I want to share with you that if you take the time to look at all this, take the time to go outside, look at the skies, and be grateful to God for a good day. Be grateful that God has given us a mind that we can go after this and take this on. Today is a really nice day in Southern California. I'm looking outside. I'm seeing the birds swinging out there on my bird feeder. That's what I do for entertainment is feed my birds and watch the clouds and turn some nice music on and enjoy God's world. And I do that because you cannot allow yourself to be submerged in this much evil for a long period of time without taking a deep breath and looking at real life. This is a very small part of society, but the impact is like a ripple across an ocean. When a child is violated, it is not a single offense. That child will carry that violation all of their life. It will change their identity. It will change who they are. It will change their perception of themselves. It will change their ability to have trusting, loving relationships. And what is so challenging here when you read this is these guys look at this with some incredible, sickening sense of entitlement. They have almost no moral code. One of them finally did get around to saying they crossed a line. A line? You didn't cross a line. You destroyed a child's whole life. And quite frankly, that child's family, if they're aware of it, this is the most heinous crime on earth. There is no vocabulary to describe the damage that takes place when one of these creeps decide that they have a right They have a right to go in and take another person's innocence. They have no right, and this must be stopped, whether it's done with technology or whether it's done in the back room of a home. 
and everybody wants to keep it quiet and nobody's willing to talk about it. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against a break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're in one of the hardest sessions that I've ever done. And if you're still listening, I applaud you and thank you very much. And, you know, write to me. Let me know who you are. You can do that at Opal, O-P-A-L, at me and kids. And uh, we'd be glad to know who you are. Please share this show with everyone you know, especially if you think that there is some sort of child abuse going on in a household. Usually I talk about social media exploitation, but this is hardcore pedophilia, and it came because of the the article that was written about 11 mayors have been arrested, so we're waiting our way through the 11 mayors, if you've just joined us uh, in there, and so by the way, one of the things I'd encourage you to do is follow me and kids on Facebook, just go to Facebook, find me and kids, and hit like, and share that with everyone you know, we must get this message out around the world, it is my desire to have over a 100,000 people listening to this so that we can get 
get this word out. It's absolutely free. All we have to do is forward it. Okay, so we're looking. We're now looking at the case of Richard Keenan. He's 65 years old. And uh, he, I mean, this is a true hardcore pedophile. It doesn't matter that he's a former Ohio mayor. Now, he got caught up in this article and brought to my attention. And by the way, that is one of the things that I, I do want to have you stop and think about is I'm not sure if this is worse than it used to be uh, when you get to pedophilia. Now, I know social media pedophilia is worse because you now have cyber communities. You can embrace each other. You can support each other. You can share the documents and like that. And so it has become an epidemic. But I do believe that pedophilia has been going on in households all across America, and you don't have to be a mayor to do it. Uh, that many, many households have, have seen where a child is being molested and they look the other way and nothing is done about it. And child abuse is a lifetime sentence. What I do believe is different is that you now have social media and you ha- are able to see reports all over America. In other words, 10 years ago, I probably would never have known about this case of Richard Keenan because there was no, you know, uh, Google. There was no uh, blasting out of all the news sources that are out there blasting this out. And so out here in California, I would not have been aware of it. And so one of the reasons that we're so much aware, and it should inspire us to action, is that we can see a conglomerate, a consolidation of information on the subjects and start to go, oh my heck, what is going on in this? So former Ohio mayor, he's 65 years old and he is one sick creep. He was indicted on rape charges after he confessed to being intimate with a child. Now he confessed to his wife and I'm going to stand right here and tell you that woman is my hero. She did not disappear on us and keep it to herself. That happens in family after family after family where someone in the family knows, but they don't want to bring shame on the family. And think about it. It probably is going to cost her her assets, her future, her security, her dignity in the community. She is going to publicize that something bad is going on in her household. And quite frankly, there are going to be significant loss of income and huge dollar amounts going off to attorneys and the loss of his income as he goes off to prison. So that's a brave wife. And she's my hero, and I am supportive of what she's done. She said right here, the court records indicate that he had a number of conversations with his wife and his pastor, okay, as he opened up about the alleged assault. Now, it's hard to believe that he feels a lot of remorse on here. This began in 2013 when she was just four years old. The 65-year-old former male describes himself as a man of faith. The court documents reveal it was the former mayor of Ohio's wife who first confronted him when the girls started talking about the abuse. He almost immediately admitted to the sexual relationship with his young girl to his wife. Now, that isn't always the case. Most of the time, they will deny, deny, deny. But he admitted, after admitting to his wife what happened, he admitted to he was admitted to a psychiatric hospital at Trumbull Memorial Hospital 
During a group discussion at the hospital, it revealed he had been sexually abusing a young child for two years. Now, I'm a little concerned about that. Group discussion at a psychiatric hospital should not be in print anywhere in the public. After being released from the psychiatric hospital, he was admitted to River Bend Treatment Center, where he told the social worker at his center he felt suicidal. He claimed to feel suicidal because of his actions. He also told the social worker the younger girl was a willing participant. Now, I'll stop while you go outside and puke, okay? I get it. I remember the first time I saw that. I saw a pedophile admitting and saying, well, she was kind of uh, seducing me. She's four. So that makes you want to vomit if you're normal. And I get it, and you can do that. But what is interesting to me, one, is the fact that this confidential information is in print, and two, that he here he is a mayor, and he believes that a four-year-old has seduced him. He talked to the pastor about the abuse, starting when the child walked in on him when he was in the bathroom. The Washington Post reports it's unclear how he and the child knew each other. During a phone conversation with his brother and sister-in-law, he told them he had gone over the line. Are you kidding me? What happens here is the alleged crimes are believed to have started back in 2000. That would have been two years after Keenan had left his office in here. Pastors are not compelled to testify. He said, Ohio law, if Richards made to, to the pastors were confidential statements. So I'm a bit concerned that there are confidential statements that are in print. But that's a minor issue here. What I want you to understand, and I I understand that this is difficult stuff, but I want you to understand this is hardcore porn, uh, porn, excuse me, pedophilia. And it doesn't matter if you're a mayor or who you are. That is what it is. I'm going to keep going on these cases so I can get through them. The next one is 78-year-old Dale Kenyon, okay, And, uh, oh, I missed one. Excuse me. I missed the Stockton mayor arrested. Now, this one isn't as straightforward, and I want to make this very clear. This one here was included in the 11 mayors, okay? But it's absolutely alleged because this has not made its way through the court, and I am not interested in convicting him in here. I am reading from the Sacramento Bee, okay? This guy is named Anthony Silva. He's 41. He's the mayor of Stockton, and he's booked into jail on charges that he basically was holding an annual camp for disadvantaged inner city youth. And what happened is they searched his belongings. Now, they had been working on this case for some time. They had searched his belongings earlier in the year when he had returned from a trip to China. And in there, they found a cell phone with 23 photographs and four video clips from a youth camp that was held earlier that year. And according to the video clip, it appears to the investigator the phone was set down, darkening the camera lens, and no video was being recorded. The clip contains audio of a conversation between participants involved in a strip poker game that occurred in his bedroom. So here you have a mayor. At the very least, it's a photograph taken in a bedroom playing strip poker. That that really doesn't kind of lead to your defense, okay, uh, quite frankly. It suggests that those talking did not want to be recorded. He said that uh, Silva had provided alcohol, including those that were underage. The camp served about 75 kids that are ages 5 to 17. According to the document, the strip poker game included the mayor, 
Silva, a 16-year-old boy, an 18-year-old woman, a 19-year-old woman, and two 19-year-old men. The 18-year-old woman told investigators all the participants in the strip poker were naked. She said beer and vodka were available at the camp. So, you know, this thing just stinks to high heaven, but it isn't pedophilia of a four-year-old who is seducing him while he's going to the bathroom. But it is included because of all the hype here of the number of of, uh, of of uh, mayors that have been caught. One of the things that I want you to do is try to step back from just hardcore judgment and look at the facts. These are evidence of case in cases. But, you know, at the very least, it is a mayor, a mayor who has some sense of entitlement. Obviously, if he's bringing a 16-year-old into a strip poker game inside his bedroom. Now, the next one, we're starting to run out of time, but the next one here is just puked. <laughs> is that a word, puked? <laughs> anyway, this one's sick. Kenneth Lewis Barrett, he's 71-year-old mayor of Winston, Oregon. Now, this is a small town in Oregon. They're very liberal up there. They seem to, to not really give a lot of consideration to his background, quite frankly. Again, we have someone in that age range of 60 to 80. He elects a new mayor, and then we find out that he's trying to meet up with a 14-year-old girl. Now, this guy's caught in a reverse sting with an undercover cop, okay? So it isn't, it's it's alleged, but they got a lot on him, okay? (laughs) I mean, he thinks he's meeting up with a virgin. And he, his sense of entitlement His justification of this being okay is just downright mind-boggling. And yet he's a mayor, and this little town seemed to think that he was appropriate for being a mayor. And he probably would have got away with it, except for the fact that he got caught in an undercover sting. So we're going to come back. We're starting up against our break here. What I really want you to see in this is not to look at these articles to make you sick, because they should make you sick. And this is the reason why I step back and look at the world and understand that there is a lot of good in the world. And some of that good is people like you and me that these little kids are planning on and these teenagers are counting on to keep them safe to be able to equip ourselves in such a way that we're willing to recognize it, overcome our denial. Everything in us wants to believe these people can't possibly be this evil. Because I don't know about you, but I like to believe that most people are good people. But the people who are evil are innocent young people. Even our vulnerable teenagers are counting on us to equip ourselves and stand against this. And the only way to do this is to educate ourselves. So we're up against that break. I hope that many of you will take the opportunity to go to Me and Kids and find us on Facebook and like us. And we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is our last segment. I know this has been a tough one. If you're still with me, I know you're tough. Uh, And I encourage you to uh, share when you can with others. Keep an eye out for kids that might be being sexually violated. And if you know of someone, you can report that at one 888-3737-888. If you want to write to me and tell me your feelings about this particular show, I know this is the hardest show I've ever done, but I do believe it's important because we cannot look the other way. People are counting on us. So we just finished the case of uh, Richard Keenan. He's a mayor from Ohio. It doesn't matter. He's a sick, sick puppy. Okay, creep, bastard. I don't care how you put it. I try not to swear, and I try not to swear on my Facebook page. But sometimes these guys are just very, very sick, and it doesn't matter that he was a mayor. He was. But I want to take one more time to say thank you to his wife because each of these kids are looking for an advocate. They're looking for an adult who will stand up for them, somebody they can trust, that they can talk to, that will not look the other way. And she did it, I'm sure, at great personal sacrifice. Okay, the next case that we're looking at is Kenneth Lewis Barrett. He's 71 from Winston, Oregon. Again, he's in that 60 to 80-year range. Uh, He was accused of setting up a meeting to have sex with a 14-year-old girl. The 14-year-old girl in question was actually an undercover police officer. So this is a reverse sting, okay? He probably responded to an ad on something like Backpage. And yes, you need to know that we, law enforcement, are out there doing reverse stings on Backpage all across America. It's amazing how these people think they won't get caught. In this case, he acknowledges the decoy is 14, and he describes himself as 71 with the mind of a 17-year-old and the energy of a 12-year-old. This guy really is loopy, okay? I can see him. 
He's 71, might be going on 78, my picture. Anyway, he faces allegation of second-degree online sexual corruption, unlawful possession of a firearm after investigators said he admitted to having a 9-millimeter handgun concealed weapons permit in his, without the weapons permit in his pickup. According to the affidavit, Facebook messages between Barrett and these undercover officers. So he's meeting a kid on Facebook that he thinks is on Facebook. This 14-year-old girl began March 5th when he commented how hot she was in a photo that the police created. So do you get what happened here? This isn't back page. They created a photo on Facebook and said she was hot, and he found it. He writes back to her and says, I'm a single old bad boy. Okay, he's he was excited that he thought he was meeting and encouraged uh, with a virgin and encouraged her to send him her address because I'm a single old bad boy. He offered to buy pizzas and a drink. This guy is a real creep. Okay, and and again, in this case, he's following social media. The next one is Christopher Wright, the mayor of Dawson. Now, this guy, I don't know what to think about this guy. He's really different than the others that we looked at. Uh, By the way, when I do a study of pedophiles, what I find of those that are collecting child porn, and I do this only from the photographs that are included, but about 85% of them are Caucasian males. And about 40% of those that list that list. a profession are often connected to schools. After that, it's policemen, uh, pediatricians, and pastors. Now, that's a skewed number because that you never see a headline that says ditch digger is accused of child trafficking or or child pornography. You never see that. But if it's in a school, they publish that. But it is interesting. This particular guy appears to be African American. He's the mayor of Dawson, Georgia, and he's 26 years old. Now, he's indicted for child molestation, and he has a coke. He's a co-conspirator, and the co-conspirator really, he is really, really bad guy. So if, in fact, this guy's involved with them, this is really, really serious. Uh, he went before a grand jury. He's indicted on child molestation. He is uh, held on a $50,000 bond. That doesn't seem to be enough to me. But anyway, he's allegedly involved with an underage girl, uh, along with Milton Johnson, who was convicted of multiple crimes, and he was consent to eight life sentences after being convicted of using a child as a sexual object for himself and adults. So they don't give you a lot of information, but I can tell you right here, he's, uh, he's charged and uh, allegedly charged with or indicted on sodomy charges in there. Uh, and, you know, eight life sentences. There are getting to be some very, very long sentences with pedophiles. And I have, I applaud that. But to make that happen, people need to come forward because there are hard cases to make on circumstantial evidence. They need people involved to be able to talk about it. But you do see very long sentences for child pornography. And I want to say that to all these mayors that are out there is this is not a frivolous crime. This isn't something where we're going to go, oh, so you have a little sexual fetish and you were a little bit of a bad boy. I'm like, no, no, no. These are life-changing crimes. This is the equivalent of emotional murder to a human being. 
And we have to take that seriously because they, in essence, have taken the life of a, of a child when this kind of thing goes on. Now, I'm not saying that's true of this person because it's alleged still, but I am saying the one that got eight life sentences, I applaud that because they understand this is really serious. Well, my last one, this guy's just sick. I don't know any other way to put it. His name is Daniel uh, Daniel Walker, he's 76, you know, that age range I'm talking about, from Rockdale, Texas. He was named in an indictment that charges him with indecency child uh, sex with a sexual contact with a child. Uh, what happened there was he engaged in inappropriate sexual conduct with a boy who was younger than 12 years old by touching him on his genitalia. And uh, this came through the Austin's Children's Advocacy Center. And so one of the things I want to make very clear here is victims in these cases are often as much boys as girls. And, you know, we ran a video on our Million Kids Facebook page recently where grown men came out and they talked about the rest of their life and the impact that 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 kind of abuse had on them for the rest of their life. You see, there is a very short distance between sex and the soul. It is the only bodily function that will change who you are. And boys process shame differently than girls. And there is not enough effort out there being made to help victims of child abuse find some level of working through the trauma. Especially men have a tendency to bury it. Child pedophilia, pedophilia in itself, is one of the most abominable crimes in all of history. And it is alive and well. You don't have to be a mayor to be involved in it. But what I really want to share as far as the education part of this program is we have to start to take a look at the, at the uh, trends in this. Watch out for it. Teach people to respond and report. That reporting number is 1-888-373-7888, 1-888-373-7888. If you know any child that is in danger, I would encourage you to report them, okay? My name is Opal Singleton. This show is brought to you by me and kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. I so much appreciate all the people who donate money to me and kids and support us financially. It is important to take these education programs all around the world, and that is my desire, to provide free education to anybody who wants it, okay? Thank you so much for sharing these shows. Thank you so much for following us. Thank you so much for taking what is normally a beautiful day and allowing yourself to be submerged in this sadness in order to equip ourselves to be able to stand up for the most innocent. My name is Opal Singleton. You can reach me at opal, O-P-A-L, at meandkids.org. And I appreciate it very much if you would share this show with everything, everyone you know. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. on Voice America Variety Channel. And you can find these archive shows at exploitedcrimes.com. We'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. 
Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. Thank <laughs> you.